Westeros. And welcome to our Morning Throners podcast. I'm Nelson. I'm Jeff. And I'm Kyle. And we're the fucking Morning Throners. And welcome back to another episode of your favorite Song of Ice and Fire podcast. We are your Morning Throners and we got Cat 5 on deck. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Good. Pretty good. Pretty good. I will say this is not one of my favorite chapters. Kind of a kind of an odd chapter. There's one moment that I like in the middle chapter. I think I liked it. Kyle likes it. I think my main like going through it though, I was like, man, this needs explained. <laughs> like, I'll, like mm. I, I feel like there's a lot of happening and a lot of moving pieces and some, you know, some main story driving. I guess. Cat's thinking about a lot of things for sure. What's the synopsis of the chapter for anyone who didn't read along with us? Uh, they're riding from Riverfront to the uh, from Riverfront. From River Run to the Twins for Ed Muir's wedding. And just along the way, Kat is thinking of everything under the sun. Her relationships with Rob, uh, the losses she's faced, the upcoming battles to be had, their position, just kind of everything. Kat just kind of throws everything at the wind on this chapter. I will say this is a unique chapter too, in in the point that it just spans a long time. It literally like starts with like it's got to span three weeks or so, right? Yeah, a couple paragraphs of like the day they're leaving, and then for a while there, she's telling us exactly how long. She said like the next day, and then three days later, Mm -hmm. and then eight days later, and I got up to sixteen days later, and then from there, she's like in the following days, and in the following days, she says in the following days twice after sixteen days later. So I'm saying we're over twenty. We're over a fortnight here. Three weeks here, exactly. Almost fortnight and a half. Yeah, I mean it was a pretty long walk. They had a big group of people. It's been shitty weather. Getting detoured through it, too. Yep, we'll have map time a little bit later on. Oh, great. I want to preface this. Go ahead, Kyle. I was just going to say that that this did have a couple Catelyn being Catelyn moments in it, right? Like, where I was like, I can kind of get the the bite of Jeff's... uh, (laughs) That's kind of where I wanted to go, too. Uh, So, when I'd say I wanted to preface it, like, my attitude towards Cat... Attitude... Dude, I'm fucked up right now. My attitude towards Cat... Like I, I feel like I might be a little harsh, but I feel like it's also you see a chapter like this and you're vindicated. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you can see it in the people that deal with her, right? Like Rob and Edmure talk to her one time. They're like, "Fuck this! I don't even want to talk to this girl anymore." <laughs> yeah, she's just such a like, Debbie I feel, Downer. I feel extremely bad for her. <laughs> I feel extremely bad for her. She's gone through the worst of it all, but then she like has one conversation with people, and and the people in the book are like. All right, fuck this. I don't even want to talk to, to you anymore. Exactly. I think normally I'm like trying to back up Cap, but I think she is just a super Debbie Downer this chapter. But I kind of think that's like the whole point, right? Like it's Lily raining the entire chapter. And we just talked about this chapter spans three weeks. And she's talking about like uh, yeah, it's, it's that's pretty much pouring every day. It's for three never, weeks. It's never <laughs> rained unless you're in like Great Brain or Seattle for three <laughs> weeks straight. I'm sure. Like, can you Which imagine you that? Three weeks of straight rain in, in like our areas of the world? Oh, There'd be huge problems. It'd be brutal. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to talk to anybody either. You know what is also crazy about Kat <laughs> is that like she is who she is and I feel like she's pretty genuine. And then when she realizes that she m- 
messed didn't mess up but like stepped over the line when she realizes that the people that she's talking to didn't like it she's like ah oh, fuck i fucked up there yeah. with my conversation but like she's just being herself and she like doesn't mean to but then she's like ah oh, damn it, i just fucked that up. honestly though i don't think the the edmure one was so bad it's just some of the other stuff she said to herself more that really yeah got me a little yeah i mean edmure is edmure's edmure yeah, I mean, but, we'll get to the Edmure one, but I think she even kind of retracts that to herself later. She's like, I was just kind of being a bitch there. She's like, who, who cares? Like, it's not a bad thing if you want a pretty wife. Like, I was that way once. I, I kind of was disappointed when I saw Ned the first time. Like, right. she's like, I, maybe I was kind of being a bitch there. I, I think she kind of, like, catches herself like, yeah, I guess I am kind of a negative Nancy. Like, she's just being the negative Nancy the whole time. The Debbie Downer negative Nancy. Like, I don't know. And, I, yeah, she's gone through a lot of shit. But, like, Rob's lost all his family, too. And you don't see him. Right crying about it like he did for a little bit but he's over it he's moving on now one last thing on cat before we start she puts herself (laughs) like i've never made a mistake pedestal type of thing like i've got all this wisdom but like come on cat like you released jamie lannister we all know (laughs) we all know (laughs) cat you can step down now (laughs) yeah let's get going i will hit the sentences in there that really get me going you know like there's a couple so but yeah, so anyway, back to like the 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 how we feel about it. Like I, I it, it was good. I think this is kind of to me still the main storyline, and I mean I'm sure to a lot of people. But I think I think there is there you could make arguments for other things to be the main storyline. But to me, this is that's why I like this chapter. I guess is it really felt like it pushed that storyline forward. We've been kind of off yeah. on these side things for a while, and and this one you're just a Stark at heart, Kyle. I, I mean, well, I mean, and I I think we've said this, or at least. I've interpreted how how I've interpreted it like that a lot of their chapters are them it starts mm-hmm. with them like it focused on them so I, I still feel like they're yeah. kind of the main characters well no and I see what you're saying right like like it makes sense like this is the war this is like the important thing that's happened like the most important thing that's happening in the kingdoms right now we've said it before Arya's wandering like Arya's a Stark but like it's almost like the cat yeah. chapters matter more because she's in the middle of the war, at least like what the people making. Arya's literally wandering the river- Riverlands. Bran's literally wandering the north. John is also kind of wandering the north at this point, right? Like so, all the others yeah. like there are Starks that we care about all over the place. It's just like they're all just wandering. But we like started this massive event, yeah, and then yeah. like it just kind of like fizzled at King's Landing. Really, like yeah. uh, that's kind of where we had stopped hearing about it, and that was half a book ago or something like that. Exactly. Yep. And we get like little tastes of it through the Aria chapters. Like we hear, we heard a little bit of something in the Aria chapter last yeah, time in dreams and visions weeks. that we get a lot more like concreteness of in this chapter, right? So like, it's not like we're not getting anything about the wars in those chapters, but it's just like not nearly as much. Yep. Yeah. So I, I like the the that part of it, but at the same time, there was definitely like I'm like, wait, where'd this guy fucking come from? Where's yeah. this place? Where is he sending them? How does this work? We'll get there. But yeah, we'll cover it. So. Starts off with a talk talking Robin his wife and how she she does not want to see him go. And Kat is kind of like, damn, I made this happen. Like, but she has to stay. Yeah. They said goodbye a bunch of times. She even came in and like rode, af- rode after them like an hour after they're gone. And like, now Rob's be like, please take me. And yeah, exactly. Like you said, Kat was the one that was like, no, you you can't take her. Like that would be probably taken bad as an insult. It's like, lose, oh, lose. You- but that's the worst lose. Yeah. It's like, oh, you broke your oath, and here's the person that you like. Yeah. You broke it for, yeah. Like, leave her behind. And here's my wife. <laughs> yeah. And then the thing that kind of gets it, actually convinces him, which I think is cool, is like, Rob's like, yeah, I'm gonna have to listen to some insults from this guy. I'll take it. 
But in Cat's like, yeah, but you're not going to be able to just stand there and not do anything while he's insulting her to her face. Like, you're too much like Ned. And he's like, yeah, you're right. We should probably leave her you're behind. You're right. I am like that. That was pretty, <laughs> pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I concur. Uh, kind of wild of her to just drive out an hour on horseback to say another goodbye. <laughs> For sure. In the rain. Like, you couldn't have called him like 10 minutes out. Like, <laughs> yeah. You never done anything romantic, Jeff? <laughs> I mean, that's very Jim and Pam of like going to the turnpike in the rain and, and proposing at a. I guess you know you could catch her because, or catch him because they're traveling with. They're moving a little people. bit slower. Yeah, wet wagons yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Hour on horseback, though, isn't like an hour in a car, I'm sure. Start hurting, I think. Yeah, yeah, and it's it sounded like the horse was pretty uh pretty tired. So and then it's like, all right, let's let's turn back around. But I'm sure if someone if they had cameras back in the day, the ride home was probably longer. I mean, her ride's nothing compared to what these guys are on. Twenty plus day ride for sure. In the rain. I mean, just forget about it. It's in the rain the whole time. All right. So (laughs) after that, we get some you know side talk with uh, Lame Luther and Edmure and Cat. And Lothar was basically like, oh, she's really, really comely. Comely? Comely? She's, I think they're talking about, yeah, like she looks good. Comely. I think it's comely. Comely and homely is how I, I think you say those two. I only say comely because I listened to half audiobook on my ride home and the guy said comely. Well, so I've heard homely, so I just assumed it was comely. But I honestly have not. You hear homely more than comely. I thought it was comely, too. I mean, I think it's like if I were to read it, I would read it like comely. But I think I've heard I mean, yeah. comely most of the time. Anyway. Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> they're they're basically saying like she's like pretty. I think they're comparing um, Jean to Rosalind. Who's Rosalind. Who's betrothed. Like, oh, yeah, she's just like Jean's excited and Rosalind's excited. So she's probably dancing around right now like. Talking about how she's excited to be a Tully, holding up red. Can't wait to be the Tully. Can't wait to rock the the Tully colors and be running around River Run. It would be cool to, like, finally get to change your outfit. You know what I mean? Get to try out new colors. Not like you can't ever wear anything else, but, like, especially if you're, like, like, I don't think the the phrase are silver or gray and blue. It's silver or gray. I'm not sure exactly what it is. It's not bad. Like, I like blue and gray. It's a pretty good combo. I mean, let's be let's be honest. The only people that always wear their colors are the Lannisters. Lannisters, <laughs> like yeah. everybody else, like changes and up Joffrey. a little bit. But the Lannisters, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Joffrey. Oh yeah, yeah, Joffrey, Fake not a Lannister. He's supposed to be a Baratheon, but always wears Lannister colors. Yeah, yeah. Starks seem to always be in gray, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least that's how I picture them. But they're just gray people. They're just gray yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, in Halloween Town when you remember when Halloween Town when they get. Change to like grayness. You guys never watch Halloween Town. Are we talking the Nightmare Before Christmas? Is that where Halloween Town? That's what I thought too. No, no, Halloween Town, like the Disney, the Disney Channel extra. Okay, never, I have no idea what that is. There's a, I think there's a place called Halloween Town in Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm pretty sure that is the name, the main, the main place. Yeah, that's where they're from. There's like Christmas Town and Halloween Town. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen Nightmare Before Christmas. This is Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. All right, enough. In this town, <laughs> we call home. Everyone hails to the fucking song. <laughs> Lothar's like, huh, my sister's probably really excited, but Edmure, you don't seem very excited. Why is that? 
And it's obviously because Edmure doesn't want to marry the ugly Frey sister. Yeah, because the guy who's talking to Kat right now is Lame Lothar, who's Lame Lothar Frey. So he's like related to Roslyn. So he like, Edmure's not going to say anything like super bad, like out in front. They're fucking related, though. Like, I mean, like when your family's that big, you can talk shit on some of them. I'm just saying, like, Mark Mark Piper seems to be like uh, Edmure's like best buddy. Like, yeah. Like if they were alone, it'd be like, oh, Roslyn. It's probably ugly as shit. Like they're not gonna say that in front of Lane Lothar because he's like, I bet she looks like Lothar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. So, yeah. yeah. So he's like, yeah. Why, why uh, looking so down? How you feeling, Edmure? And even here, Edmure does kind of make a joke, just like, oh, I feel like I do before the stone mill. And Lothar's like, again, Lothar's like cool about it. There was the other one. There was the other fray. Uh, I think it was Young Water Rivers. I think it was Rivers. I think he was a bastard. Brent, is it Brendan? Black Rivers or something like that. Walter Black. Rivers? Wal- oh, Walter Rivers. I think it was Walter Rivers. I think he was the one that also came with Lothar, and he was like, when they were having dinner, he was like, not having it. <laughs> like, he was like... Yeah, he was very straight. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Stannis. Yeah. So, yeah, so Lothar just laughed that off. He's like, I hope your ha- marriage ends as happily as that battle did. And Kat mm-hmm. had enough of them, and she rides off. Yeah. And then we think about the... Oh, uh, well, Grey Wind's running around with, with Rob, which is pretty cool. But we think of the other Westerlings that are not in attendance coming to River Run. And basically all we get is uh, is uh, the brother, Reynold, the and the just carries a flag, standard, standard flag bearer. Yeah, the older brother who's not the squire. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, now's as good a time as any to talk about, about the whole, like, I mean, I've said I don't really get much of a vibe from the rest of the family yet but like so we we do have some of that this prophecies about river run and they're inside river run and oh no the blackfish will hold river run but they got these people there kind of traitors on the inside potentially be more explicit with what you're saying prophecies about river run i mean what do you mean like we got well like the whole prophecy was like we that was just last chapter right the guy was yep, looking at the fire chapter. and like there's like what the old witch lady is saying I think it was more uh, Thoros at the very end. Yeah, right? Thoros is like, yeah, I saw a sea of fire uh, and it was all right, lion right, claws right, at right, River Run right, or whatever. Right, right. And so yeah. now they have inside men, essentially. So that might be a bad decision. That bites uh, Rob. Eh? Oh, you're saying leaving the Westlands behind is bad because Westlands can still be on land, actually on the Lannister That's side. That's what I said. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, okay. to, to continue that whole. You like, allude to stuff a lot. You're like, I said it before. So I kind of what you're saying you said before is that the Westerlings might still be on Lannister side. Well, I don't I don't. So so my problem is that I don't always remember exactly what I said. I before. know but you can't take that cop out of just like you got to at least try and say what you said just to make it less confusing. But I mean, I don't think that's a cop out. I, I have said my doubt of their loyalty before. What if this is someone's first ever episode they listen to and they're like what do you, oh, I, well I, you I, should start at the fucking well, beginning that's just poor poor starting on your part <laughs> at least start at the beginning of the book like come on <laughs> don't start mid book here at least the first cat chapter but yeah that's that's what we're getting. all right yeah so westerlings are uh, away a lot of them a couple of them are off doing some some trading right we're that's trading prisoners yep several of them are in, in river run to kyle's point but yeah not all of them rolf spicer was sent to deliver Martin Lannister, who was the other twin that wasn't murdered in the Karstark attack. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, I think it was Willem. Who are they trading for? Glover. They're trading for Galbert Glover's brother, Robert Rebecca Glover. Hmm. And Kat's like, yeah, this is a good, great move by Rob. Great political move. Rob was tired of having to like watch over this Lannister kid, afraid that he was going to get murdered because the other one got murdered. So the other thing about this guy, the reason that she cat relates this to Grey uh, Wind is this guy Rolf Spicer. Rob's like, yeah, it's weird. Grey Wind does not seem to like this guy. 
And Kat's like, get him out of here then. I don't want him near you if Grey Wind doesn't yes. like him. And Kat, Kat, Rob's like, really? No, like he's cool. Trust me, he's fine. And Kat's like, please Bloody, do this for he's me. My, he's my cousin. Like, don't do it because of Grey Wind. If you think that's crazy, just do it because I'm asking you. And Rob's like, okay, fine, if it'll make you happy. So she says here, like, yeah, they were gone, and Grey Wind was back where he belonged by Rob's side type thing. So yeah. that's why that relates. Like we said, Rebecca Glover's the one that's getting traded. And yes, yeah, Abel, who's the mom, Jean, Jean's sister, Elena. And then Rob Squire Rollum. Stay behind. Yeah, I guess it's nobody super important inside, but I, I don't know. I just feel like anybody could stab Blackfish in the back. Yeah. Or just, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Poison. There's a couple couple girls that might use poison. Woman's weapon, exactly. As custom. <laughs> as custom dictates. <laughs> I thought it was a little weird that they couldn't have taken the squire because they were worried that the Frey squire of the past would be upset because he's no longer Rob Squire. Yeah, I mean, I think they're just trying to be as, like, not cause any confrontation. Right? Yeah. It's definitely similar to the whole wife thing. Like, here's your replacement. Like, kind of weird, right? Can you have two squires? I don't see why you couldn't. Yeah, but I mean, uh, like, one is your wife's brother or cousin, and the other one is... I'm just saying, if we're, if we're like, making the... If like, we're friends with the phrase again, like, just take him back on as your squire. Maybe that's maybe that's what they're intending. Right. Or like you could give them to somebody else. There's plenty of other people here that could take a squire. Give them to Edmure. Yeah. Exactly. I don't care who. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, somebody I've, I've here of importance squire. could take him. Okay. All right. So the next part I have, Nels, is uh, them just talking about kind of how they are set up on the march. And they got kind of – they got 3,500 people. They're spread yep. out in scouts. Galbert Glover's got the scouts. Then you got the van led by the Great John, Umber, yep. the main deal, which is where Kat's at. She's always surrounded by her guards. Then there's the food and shit. The, uh, what do they call that? The baggage strain. But it's, it's, it makes – it's almost more fitting that you called it the food and shit because the person in command of that is Sir Wendell Manderley who's like they're the fat they're the fat guys. They're all fat. The one guy's too fat yeah. to sit a, his, this guy's dad's too fat to sit a horse and Kat says that this guy's not far after. So it's kind of funny that he's the one guarding the food. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would have completely forgotten about like so that that helps too. <laughs> like I said when I'm reading through this I'm like I know these <laughs> yeah. names. Again, I think it I think it just kind of like a, a like a little tiny mini joke that George threw in for Yeah, but like how would you have read how would, it like the four times? Like when, off topic, but how, like when you read through the first time, did you did you catch any of that? Like, do, do no. you think of this stuff? Or no, I definitely you're... wouldn't have caught that. That Wendell is the fat okay. guy. No way I would remember that. Okay. And we've heard of him maybe once before. Well, we've heard him a couple of times because they they were definitely up at that maybe a young uh, his son or something was at Brand's thing, and it was like he's not as fat as his dad or you know. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, there's definitely been a couple of times we talked about. It. But anyway, I yeah. actually got the Manerleys and the Malisters confused for a little bit today. That's the hardest part about reading this book for sure. No, so what's the Manderley's house called? House Manderley? Is that Seaguard? Ma- Manderley, uh, Manderley's White Harbor, and Malister, Malister is Seaguard. White Harbor, fuck. That's northeast. Is that accurate? Yeah, northeast from where we are. It's kind of the southeast of the, the north. And wait, who, where are the Malisters at? Right next to the twins. They're at Seaguard, to the left. Gotcha. That's, that's, oh, wait, so the Malisters aren't north people, are they? No, no, Malisters are river run people. Okay. They're river lands people. And White Harbor is not nearly as far north as I thought. I for some reason I thought it was like on the wall, but okay. Yeah, White Harbor is one of the southern. It's basically the White Harbor is the port in the north. It's like yeah. the port in the north. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on. We got a lot of chapter to get through. Yeah. Nels, what's next? 
Uh, yes, we talked about how they're set up. Robin Flint was the rear guard. I don't know if we'd mentioned that. Yeah, they had some sheep and shit, and then, then the rear guard. Yep. Yeah. And pretty much everyone who's with them had been with Rob the whole time. So this is veteran crew. Yeah, right? exactly. That's kind of what the point of this is. Like, these are some solid dudes. Yeah, been here since the Whispering Wood. The whole, pretty much stayed with Rob the whole way. Yeah, they've, they've fought in all the battles and whatnot. They've been loyal to him. Um, and this is kind of the first part of... No, it can't just be in like, um, uh, my two dead sons, an empty bed, and a castle full of ghosts is all that awaits me. <laughs> like, we're going to Edmure's future, yep. but my future sucks. Fucking castle full of ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. And it just rains and rains and rains. She's wishing Brienne would bring the girls back somewhere in there. Um, and yeah, it just keeps raining. Next, day two. This is That was one of the first ones where I was like, oh, shut up, Catelyn. Like, Brienne, <laughs> oh, Brienne, where are you, Brienne? Like, I don't know. That's like, man, you did this dumb shit. Like, you brought this all on yourself, kind of. Yeah, Arya might have been two chapters ago. Wasn't the last one Jamie? Yeah. Yeah, so Brienne's Br- Br- been through some shit. Give, give her a break, okay? I'm not, sa- I'm not saying <laughs> I what know, is Brienne. I'm, I'm saying cat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, cat is like, hurry up already. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not like she's like text messaging this girl. She sent this girl on like Mission Impossible yeah. <laughs> yeah, and expected yeah, yeah. results in like a week. Yeah. With uh, Fugitive number one, right? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So day two, she ends up riding a little bit with Mage and Daisy Mormont. So we get a yep. little bit of the the female line of the Mormonts, which I think is pretty cool. We don't. I think we learn more about them later on. They're just like, hey, we like to fight. Yeah, they're like warrior people. Mage, who is she married to? Anybody? She had to be, right? She has a daughter, so I don't know who she was married to. Do we know who her husband is? I don't have who her spouse is. She is sister to sibling the to bear? Gior. Yeah. Exactly. Gior. She's she's Jorah's aunt. Yep. Gior's sister. Yep. Yeah, they were more understanding in the in the Jamie Lannister thing. Like they didn't seem to they kinda understood, I guess, where she was coming from on that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. She thinks that she kinda thinks about them like in comparison to Brienne, that they both like that they act kinda like more war- warrior than women, but she thinks that these two look more comfortable in either than Brienne does in either mm-hmm. as both a warrior yeah. or a woman. Like Brienne always kind of looks yeah. like uncomfortable in like what she's doing. And as we learn about it, like these, these women had to learn to defend themselves where like Brienne was just like, I'm going to be a knight type of thing, which is crazy though. Cause like Brienne seems pretty sweet, right? She's cool. I think, no, no, I'm saying like as a warrior for the, for her to say, these are two better warriors. Like maybe she hasn't, I don't seen think Brienne. she's saying better. I think that she, they just feel more comfortable. I think it's more of a statement about Brienne's self-esteem. Okay. Self-confidence okay. Than okay. Anything else. Fair. I think it's still fair. hold themselves as like a high court woman. If they accept that too. Yeah. Like, I in, got you. like in social, social terms, but like, yeah. 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 They're like proud that they're like warriors. Whereas Brienne's almost like ashamed or yeah. I don't think Brienne's ashamed of being a warrior, but I think that's all she knows. She's like, I'm a knight where these- she's ashamed. She's a female warrior. She knows she's going to get mocked for it. So she, yes. But I think that the part of the, the them, I think the part of Kat talking to them kind of leads into her talking about like how the Northmen need uh, need the faith that they have in the, in the king for sure. And and she she ta- she also says like because they tell her Rob won every battle and but it, but he's lost everything else is all she can really think. Yeah, exactly. He's like she, sure he's good on the field, but shit's still fucked. <laughs> yeah, even if this wedding goes perfect and we get everyone like the whole game back together, we're still got Greyjoys to the north, Lannisters to the south, like rock and hard place still. All right, so the next part we get is Ed Muir and Mark Piper somehow pop back up. And this is where we really start to talk about, like, oh, if, is the girl going to be pretty or not? And Kat gives the advice that, look, Cersei's pretty. 
but she's the worst. So like, don't be worried about if she's pretty or not. Be worried about if she's going to be loyal and strong for you and be be a good wife and mother. And Edmure's just like, shut up, and rides <laughs> off again. He didn't take that well. He wants a good looking girl. Yeah, he didn't like hearing that. Uh, which again, I think Kat has a good point here. But even like she says later, like, yeah, I don't think it's What's a bad the thing time to, for it, right? It's not what he wanted to hear. I mean, you can want someone who's good at heart and want someone who's not a total troll right it's not too much uh, yeah to be fair to cat though <laughs> it seems like edmure's only worried about if she's good looking. that's true like he doesn't okay. give a shit yeah. about anything else i know but at the same time like he's getting thrust into this weird position he's not happy to be here and if the worst he has to say is that i hope she's not ugly like i mean cat can kind of like, <laughs> yeah. that's not that bad the thing to to say in this situation right i see where he's kind of coming from I see where Kat's coming from, but at the same time, then she says, like, that wasn't the time for it, right? Like, who cares if I was right? I shouldn't have said that to him. Yeah. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And that's where it goes to her. She, she's even like, yeah, I, I was kind of disappointed when I saw Ned. I expected him to be like a younger Brandon. But she describes him as Ned was shorter and plainer of face and so somber. He spoke courteously enough, but beneath the word, she sensed a coolness that was all at odds with Brandon, whose mirth had been as wild as his rages. So... I think we've kind of heard about this before. He's like a hothead. Ned's a hothead? No, no, no. Brandon. Oh. Yeah. Wasn't that kind of how he ended up dead? Right? Like, Do we know the story of that? It's been a while since we touched on that. We know uh, the very end of the story, how he how he died. Oh, yeah. he like had, His dad was on fire he or something. roasted in his yeah. armor. And he yeah. had like a noose thing around his neck with a sword in yeah. front of him that he could have saved him. But yeah, That's he right. strangled himself. Okay. So never mind. He didn't die in a... In a some crazy incident that I mean, he caused. He, he could have just sat back and watched his dad. Burn, yes, yes, yeah, but no, 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 but uh, and to Cap's point, she's like, but I learned to love Ned. You know, we we made love on our wedding night, made Rob first try, good for them. <laughs> yeah, and weird, <laughs> weird boast or weird flex. That's, what, yeah. that's what uh, hum, humble brag. Is that humble brag? <laughs> just a straight up brag, not very yeah. humble. I mean, just uh, thinking it's weird. And then. Flex. Uh, she was like, oh, yeah, and as he came back from war, like, I start to love the little idiosyncrasies of Ned's of Ned's being, right? And I loved, I ended up loving him more and more. Yep. And this is interesting because she's comparing this to Edmure's relationship because Edmure's pretty much in the exact same boat. He's about to marry this girl and then ride back off to war, right? Who knows what happens? Mm-hmm. Maybe Edmure comes back with a bastard just like Ned did, right? Like, all these, all, like, I, th- I think that is kind of like a parallel there that, like, they're about to be in the exact same situation. Kind of back to like, we don't know exactly what was going on back in those in that in that time, but there was a war popping off, right? And there's a marriage happening in the middle of it. Was there an alliance? Was there a reason for like was the marriage because of an alliance that was happening between the Tullys and the Starks, right? Makes sense, especially if like when Brandon dies, you kind yeah. of immediately go to like, yep, Ned, you're in you're in place. Like we're trying to team up against somebody has to do it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's kind of interesting because it is it seems like very similar in in that aspect. Here's our most important person. Oh, now he's dead. Here's our next most important person. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. All right. Now, so we end up in the Whispering Woods. Give us the hot points of of the Whispering Wood travel through. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of a lot of similar. She's thinking that like this is exactly what um like Jamie's people did, and I don't think this is what you're looking for. But I thought this this little paragraph I I took a quote of because I thought it was like kind of poetic. It was warmer then, Catelyn remembered. The trees were still green and the stream did not overflow its banks. 
Fallen leaves choked the flow now and lay in sodden snarls among the rocks and roots, and the trees that had once hidden Rob's army had exchanged their green raiment for leaves of dull gold spotted with brown, and a red that reminded her of rust and dry blood. Only the spruce and soldier pines still showed green, thrusting up at the belly of the clouds like tall, dark spears. I know exactly what you're going with this. I know exactly where you want to go with this symbolism. It's just like the Stark family. Is it not symbolism? Yeah, symbolism. Like the whole Stark family. Like things have gone to oh, shit. I thought I thought you were going at that time. Like the Brathians were running the show, and now it's red and gold. I think it just kind of more like winter is. Because it's like the winter is coming. The winter has come for the Starks. Things are getting bad. Uh, All the leaves are gone. Blood red. I thought yeah. I thought you were going symbolism of. It was, you know, the greens more of a Brathian color, and now the Lannisters are kind of on the throne. Oh, that's good strings. too. Green, green to red. That, I, I like that too. I just think it's like a, a not just red, thing. red and yellow, red and yellow, gold, red and gold. Actually, yeah, that's. I didn't even think about that part. Uh, yep. Yeah. And then she reminds us that a lot of her people have died. Brian, yep. Rickon, and Ned again. Uh, yeah, again, she thinks about that a lot. But yeah, exactly. She covers that again. Uh, and also that Theon. Theon was fighting with us last time, yeah. She's like, if only that fucker had died, a lot of this <laughs> would have been different. Be a lot easier. Great hypothetical. What if Theon would have actually fought with Jamie and the Karstark boys didn't? We wouldn't have any Karstark problems, which is a lot of Rob, Rob's problems. Yeah. And we wouldn't have, we'd have Greyjoy problems still, right? Because it wasn't yeah, Theon's idea to attack the North. But it was his idea to attack. Brandon Rickon would uh, still be alive, right? We know yeah. that they technically are, alive. the Greyjoys could get angry because Theon died being their ward, and they'd be like, "All right, let's go fuck up the North." But you didn't protect him well enough. But yeah, yeah, I feel like they have to know Theon too, right? He was like a nineteen-year-old man at that point. Like he was kind of it's weird. When he was an yeah, asshole, like, were they sending letters? Like were they in constant contact? Like, hey, pops, I'm okay. Don't attack anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, did that happen? I don't know. I'm not even saying that. I'm just, I'm sure that he's, he was, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe he wasn't in contact. Yeah. Uh, as we go through, then the next, next point she thinks about is where are Ned's bones at? They were on their way up north. Which is, which is an, another interesting question that I had never really thought about. And yep. ever since they sent him off, I was like, did his bones ever make it anywhere? I have no idea. Yep. That was clap. Cat 5, Clash of Kings. This is Cat 5, Storm of Swords. And that, timeline-wise, that was I had that August 9th, and now it's November 15th is when this chapter takes place. Is what I Over a year? Was. No, no, no. A year of like A month, two months, three like, months? Like two and a half oh, months. Oh. Yeah. But I oh, guess the Greyjoy oh, attack happened somewhere in there. We, could, we had to have read that chapter, though, over a year ago. Oh, yeah, we did. For us, probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah way yeah, longer for us than it has for I thought you were saying... Two August. No, ago. he said it was like a whole book ago. A, that's why all this grief is so fresh because it's like has been a year for us. It's been two years since Ned died. For Cat, it's been like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. It's not true. It has. It's been. All more right. So now. we you meet know. up with the scouts and they're like, "Hey, we got some trouble. All of the bridges are gone." Yes. Which we had heard about from somewhere else, right? That was another prophecy. I forget which which person gave it at this point. If it was a uh, Thoros or what's her name, the old crone, Ghost of the Hood Hill. I don't, I don't know exactly what you're talking about. I, what I was going to say about this is... Somebody uh, definitely talks about Ford's rivers being swollen and impossible to cross. So what I was going to say is in the last Jamie chapter, when him and Roos are leaving Harrenhal at the same time, right? Yeah. Roos basically says, like, yeah, I got to get out of here pretty quick because weather's bad and I need to be able to cross the tri- I need to be able to cross the river to get to the King's Road, which is what Rob basically thinks later. He's like, I hope Roos isn't dealing with all this bullshit. 
like broken bridges and stuff. Hopefully he, he got to the King's Road and he doesn't have to go truck into the muck like we do. Uh, that's what I remembered about Crossing River, uh, Swollen Rivers was when uh, he mentioned it. But. It's possible. I remember it being said. That's all I'm saying, I guess, at this point. All right. Let's keep let's keep pulling on. They end up saying that they have to take this tough-ass detour, right? Yes. Yes. Through through some bogs and shit. It's going to be a longer, longer route. Well, my favorite part is she's like, there's a bridge further up at Old Stones. And like, no, that's gone too. And then they end up at Old Stones anyway later. Like, <laughs> Okay, this is a good time to look at the map, I guess. Because it does, it that does sound weird, but it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense because that's along the river. It's north on the river. Like I get it, but like, yeah, like I don't know. They were like, the way it kind of came out was like, it seemed like they were saying, "No, we don't have to go to Old Stones," and then they ended up at Old Stones. All right, big map here today. Holy, I can't even see. So we got river on here, down here. All right, so basically where these guys, you can kind of think of it as they beelined it kind of straight to Fair Market. Mm-hmm. maybe a day or two before there they decided oh fuck bridges out because they heard riders so they didn't actually make it the whole way there then they're like fuck we're gonna have to just go around this whole river now they're gonna try and cross here and then go up that way nope now it's time we just gotta go kind of around through these bogs to get to the twins these bogs above old stones north of old stones i'm guessing that's what they're calling seven streams and hagsmire um which is like kind of the shitty areas that they end up going through which is kind of where the chapter i guess ends so Yep, that's kind of where they go, Old Stones. I guess the other thing to mention while we have the map up is um, Seaguard and the Twins, like we mentioned earlier, Iron Islands. And I think he gives commands for Jason Malister, who's the Lord of Seaguard, to take some ships around the Cape of Eagles yep. into the neck and go to Greywater Watch, which is the moving castle of the Reeds, which is... Brand's friends. Brand's friends, Dad. Exactly. Grand Ogman. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, well, how's he going to fucking get in there? There's no river there, you idiot, Rob. And then that's the first thing the guy says later. It's like, those rivers are uncharted. Yeah. I was like, all, oh, okay, fair the enough. The castle's moving. People, yeah. Nobody knows how to get around in there. But he, Rob, Rob's banking on... Skipping way ahead, aren't we, if we start having that discussion? Rob's basically just banking on, like, get close enough and they'll find you. But yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Yeah, we're jumping a little ahead. <laughs> so... Yeah, they're like, oh, we're going to be late. And Rob's like, what are you going to do about it? Like, Walter's going to be pissed, whatever. So what if he's pissed? We can't, we can't, we're going to be late. Like, we can't, we can't get there any faster than we're going to get there. <laughs> so I'll so apologize what? for that. I'll just <laughs> yeah. be apologizing for fucking everything. apologizing for everything, exactly. I'm just a sorry king that says sorry for everything I do. Yep. And that's when Rob mentions uh, Roos's people, and Rob's just excited to get his whole army back together. And Cat's like, what are we going to do once we get the whole game back together? And he's like, north. And I like that. Rob says they're going to go north while they're while he's scratching gray wind. Just it's like, time to go back home, baby. He's the going north, home, the buddy. symbol of the north. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Back to where we belong. And like, are we going to Mokalin? Rob's like, that's one way we could go. Like, wink, wink. I'm not telling you my plans. But then he tells the plans later on. So it just wasn't time to tell the plans. Yep. So this is eight days later. Six. So now we're 16 days into the trip. Actually, I don't know old. at this point else. Hold on. I I don't think he had the plan in place yet, right? Because I feel like a little bit of the plan might have had to do with what he learned. For sure. On. For sure. I think yeah. that so. learned, the news definitely impacts the plan. All right. So, yeah, let's get the old zone. They do a lot of sh- point. I don't know if it's pointless. I'm just saying. <laughs> pointless. Because it takes a long time. But. Crazy. Well, so old stone there's some weird stuff where she reminisces about Littlefinger again like so like mm. obviously yep. something in that relationship isn't as bad as it seems i guess like i don't know she seems to really like him still i think it's just memories maybe i don't know it's really weird it's really weird she has this like friendly memory of him and everything we know about him is he's a piece of shit right like 
Well, yeah, but not he's never been a piece of shit to her that she knows of. Yes, but she might he might be because he's the one that it was his dagger, right? So that's yeah. Who knows? Well, Tyrion's dagger. But didn't he win it off him or something? I forget what happened. I forget. Yeah, I forget what we know about that too. It was definitely no, no. We we knew about there was they both argued over it was bet on Jamie or something, but it was bet for Jamie and Tyrion would never bet against Jamie. Yeah, yeah and okay. I don't think we know exactly whose it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's correct. All right. So we're at this old stones deal and there's this burial site in the middle of the deal. It used to be a really cool ass castle kingdom, the castle of the, the riverlands almost. Right. Or what are they yeah. called now? Uh, she says a, like the hall of Kings or is, is what cat says at one point. Yeah. But yeah, so, you're right. It's like, it used to be like the main, the seemingly like the main deal, the river run which, of this place. That was another part of the prophecy. I remember that saying, the Hall of Kings is part of the um, the old crone, I think, or I forget what we the ghost of the hill. I thought she said something about that in her dream. Though there's sorrow in the Hall of Kings. Hall of, that Hall of Kings, though, uh, I don't know exactly what we have. I'll look it up. Hold on. Okay, in the Hall of Kings, the goat sits alone and fevered as the great dog descends on him. There yeah, we go. So there, there you go. That's that's the what Hall I'm talking about, right? So I'm just every time I'm seeing Hall of Kings in these chapters, like that's what I'm thinking of. So I think this is interesting. We we kind of riddled that part of that prophecy out. Yeah, we thought we did. Yeah, it was uh, Heron Hall and the goat is Vargo. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because Heron Hall is kind of similar. I, I think there's a parallel between this place and Heron Hall, which I think is kind of why that that's interesting because Heron Hall was the the house where the lords of the Riverland sat. Like before River Run, like I think River One was a castle, but they like bowed to Heron Hall, right? They paid taxes to Heron Hall, but then Heron Hall got fucked up. <laughs> so then, when Heron Hall got fucked up by the Targaryens, the Tullys were like, kind of like, "Hey, we'll be your friends as long as we get to be the new ones in charge, right?" So the Heron Hall used to be like the hall of the kings of the Riverlands. And before yeah. that, this place was the Hall of the Kings of the Riverlands. They're, they're, okay. Like, this is like an even more ancient Heron Hall. Right? This is what Heron Hall before, First before Heron Hall. Exactly. The other interesting thing about, yes. about this place is Arya was just in a ruined village, right? Like a village, not not a yeah. ruined castle, but a ruined village. And then Bran and John, like everyone, literally all the characters that we've had recently are just... Places with no roofs right Even Jamie was just in Heron Hall, which isn't isn't quite as ruined. But again, like I'm saying, like there's, a, I think there's a parallel It was here. just it's melted falling. by a dragon a couple hundred years <laughs> yeah. ago. I mean, people, it's it's hospitable. People can shelter from the rain there, but exactly, it's, it's ruined. Yeah. Yeah, some of it's not so great. All right, so we come up to the middle of Old Stone... Uh, I just thought one cool thing. It's probably called Old Stone. Like it probably had a different name, right? But exactly, they've taken the stones from this castle to make the town around this place. So it's kind of like ancient Rome. I'm saying that's a, that's a cool thought. Didn't Arya mention something like this too in the village that she was at? Because that village was even from like Hoster had destroyed that village, right? So that was from the uh, the Tar- Robert's Rebellion is the time yeah. of that building's destruction. And I think Arya said that even that village, some of those stones had been taken to go build other buildings nearby for... I mean, probably, right? Like, why, why go look for other good fucking stones? That's, Digging that's stones hard as shit. Digging stones out of the shit. dirt would have to suck. Yeah, yeah. you got to be piled <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah just get a donkey. And they're, and they're already square. <laughs> you know, they fit together and stand. Like, hell yeah. Exactly, yeah. All right, so Cat walks through and finds Rob sitting at this gravesite which is Christopher the fourth king the fourth of his name king of the rivers and the hills yeah um, she, and she's known about the story a little bit he's got 
some cool tales about uh, being in 100 battles and winning 99 of them, and he only lost his last one. Yep. Seems like he had a hammer. The hammer of truth. However, however, now we are skipping the song that I didn't want to skip because this was something else the old lady was talking about. Yep. So she said, oh, my Jenny's song, and then finally we get a little bit more of it, right? Like, in, Yes. Last time you were like, we yes. won't ever find out the name of this or whatever. Yeah, so this is actually, I was actually confused on this, and I'm not sure, and I actually was trying to look it up, and I, and I couldn't find a clear answer. Is this the name, what Rob says here? Rob says, there's a song about this place, Jenny of Old Stones with flowers in her hair. Uh, is that the title, or are those lyrics? That sounds like a long-ass song. That's a long-ass song title. <laughs> I mean, there are long songs. Scenes from an Italian restaurant. I mean, I guess scenes from an Italian restaurant seems shorter than that, just bigger words. To me, that's Jenny of Old Stones is the song name. And then he's like saying that, yeah, the, with the flowers in her hair, like that's kind of like part of the song. The next line, maybe. Yeah. The flowers in her hair thing is weird because, um, let me see. I actually never thought about this before. But that song that Tyrion always thinks about, that's always like with some bullshit in her hair. It's about seasons, right? Isn't that about like. The title, I think the title of that song is called The Seasons of My Love. And the verses we know are I love to mate as fair as summer with sunlight in her hair. I love to mate as red as autumn with sunset in her hair. I love the maid as white as winter with moon glow in her hair. And what Rob says here is Jenny of old stones with flowers in her hair. What's left? Summer? Spring? Spring. Spring is the one that we're missing. Yeah. You could, if you re- replace Jenny of old stones with I love the maid as blank as spring with flowers in her hair. It's interesting because I think they are different songs, but they sound similar. Because I thought, we, can, I thought Rob was saying lyrics, but I think it, it could work as a title too. You're right that it's a long title, but I think it could work either way. Uh, so, yeah, I guess let's go uh, real quick. I'll go back to that Aria chapter and see what we got about that. Not much. Just that's a, that's the only song she ever wants to hear from Tom. The, the old crone. Yeah, that's that's good enough payment for my for my special dreams. Yep. That's pretty much all we hear. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't we didn't get much out of it. That's why I was kind of wanted to make sure that that, that I, I got a point for connecting to not yep. completely stupid. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah. Out, yeah. Good point. That's a, that's a good, 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 good connect. Great connect. All right. Let's talk about Trist for now a second. I know you're geeked up. So I actually don't have much about the guy. What I think is really interesting is like, is like the symbolism, right? Of we, ha- okay. so we go up and we have this, like this, the gravestone. I think it's called a sepulcher. Yeah. Some yep. crazy name that I wasn't going to say, but like the weather has worn all the features off. So you can't even tell who it is. So I think that kind of shows it's like just like the generic ruler, right? It's just the generic king, right? And it's like yep. it's like weathered. There's roses growing up through it. It's cracked, like miscolored. Um, it just reminds me, and you guys are gonna call me a huge nerd, but I was, it was on my mind because we were talking. I was t- actually talking about poems with a guy at work the other day. Well, you're a bigger nerd now. And there's like a, a, one of my favorite poems. One of my favorite poems that we learned uh, that I remember going over in high school. It's called Ozymandias, or Ozymandias, I guess, depending on how you say it, by Percy Shelley. And I'm going to read it because I think it's, I think George basically copied this poem and turned it into like a few, a few of these paragraphs. Wow, plagiarism at its finest. I met a traveler from an antique land who said, Two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert. Near them, on the sand, half sunk, a shattered visage lies, whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command. Tell that its sculptor, well, those passions red which yet survive, stamped on these lifeless things, the hand that mocked them and the heart that fed. And on the pedestal these words appear, 
My name is Ozymandias, king of kings. Look on my works, ye mighty, and despair. Nothing beside remains. Round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. So it's basically like this guy comes on a, a ruined statue in the desert. It kind of actually reminds me of like all these statues that the Dothraki take back to their place. Yep. But it's ruined, but there's nothing around the statue but desert. And in the middle of it is this statue that says, look on my works, ye mighty and despair, but there's nothing there. Like this king thought he would la- all his, the shit that he did would last forever, but nothing. All that stands all that's is left this is crumbling broken statue. statue Nobody exactly. even, yeah. Yeah. I just think a few of the chap, like as Kat talks about the statue, how the face is worn, you can't see anything. All that's left the is. The kingdom is ruined. The kingdom is literally nothing but ruins. Exactly. You can't even read the name on this, on the hammer anymore. Kat only knows about it because her dad told her. A random guy who came up wouldn't even know this guy's name. Yeah. And he was like this massive king. Yeah. That's a super nerdy section of the podcast, but that was just kind of on my mind because I was thinking about this. I was literally talking about this poem like three days ago with a guy from work. So I I think as it goes to the book too, like I feel like Kat's trying to like nail it home that like, all right, after this guy died too, like his son took over and it all went to shit and like, Hey, your dad died and and here you are. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's kind of, that's what Rob gets from it is when she, she tells him the story of this guy. So the actual guy who was, he was basically a king a way long ago <clears throat> when the Andals came, right? So he was like a first men guy when the Andals came, mm-hmm. and he died fighting. And his, yeah, and his son took up his sword, and his son just wasn't as good, and he died. And Rob's like, "Yeah, his heir sucked." I'm no, who's going to win a seven v one? Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. pretty odd uh, stacked against you. Yeah, I think this is Rob. Bro- trying to broach the subject of the air, which he knows Kat isn't going to like. To be fair, though, it's not like she just, like, told him this prophecy or parable or something out of nowhere. She just kind of, like, he's literally sitting they at this place upon and, it. like, here's a king. And she said, oh, this is the king and this is the story. So it's not like she's completely insensitive. It's not Kat's fault. It's not yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is just, I mean, it's, it's written to be Kat's fault, I guess, right? Rob's actually taking himself and, and putting himself in Christopher the fifth shoes. And he's like, yeah, this is where they get to talk about air, right? Yep. The, the important part of, I guess the old stone conversation is Rob is airless at the moment. He tried to put seed in the Jane. Uh, how long have they been married now? Do you know the timeline? We can look at what I got. If we trust it. Look at what you got. Cause like, if it's like, I don't know, four weeks, like would he actually know? Well, even in the last cat chapter, I remember Gene was like, we've been trying all, all the time. These people probably yeah. have like very few ways to tell. Well, actually, no, there's, there was, they developed the betting ceremony. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> they watched to make sure. No, no, I meant to know if the pregnancy took, but I think oh. there's like ways to tell that like the, even in old times they figured out and it was, it's surprisingly accurate. I don't know what any of them are, so I'm not going to guess, but yeah, Rob only got back less than a month ago. Like like three weeks ago is on my timeline. But they've says. been married for a little bit, right? They've been married since the travel. They've been so married, like, I'm guessing, since yeah, the whole travel time for him. So let's say two months of marriage, maybe. Yeah, probably at this point. That's a lot of trying. <laughs> and he's just dumping low. It's a lot <laughs> of trying. Like, I'm sorry. For- <laughs> Did you guys watch what the fuck's it called? 
Um, that's not what it's called. What about dumping loads? I know you have Nelson. What the hell? Um, the Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Oh, I thought you were yeah. just gonna say some porn name. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, Kyle, you watch Peaky Blinders? No, no. Oh, at one point, the uh, the like matriarch of the family like grabs the daughter's boobs, and she's like, "You were you're with child, like just from uh, it's yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she like looks her, grabs her tit, and she's your like, boobs get big. You're you're, you're pregnant. Yeah. That was what I was trying to think of, but I was like, I know at some point a lady. It's more of something like ridiculous, where like you pee on a slug, and if the slug grows a second head out of its ass, then you're pregnant <laughs> or something like that. And that's a complete fabrication story, but I, <laughs> yeah. it's something like that though. It's like we'll have to do some research. All right. Uh, so long story short, is Rob has their brothers, no legitimate yep. brothers. Arya, he assumes is dead. And he's like, all right, yeah, cool, Sansa, but she's married to Tyrion, and there's no way we're giving the North to him. Yeah. Spoiler alert, he's still got that brain and Rick on fucking the contingency plan here. You just yeah. don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Like, it's so funny because half the shit that these guys do, we know is like, come on, guys. If you had all the information. Yeah, yeah. You should just know these things that nobody else knows. You should know them. I'm in not the saying they here. should know them, but it's like, it, it's like an interesting literary device where we're like all this shit is just dumb because like yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any Chapters sense of if, they, if they do yeah. yeah in fact everyone is still alive <laughs> so they're talking about who's gonna be the heir and Kat's like yeah I agree actually we don't want to give it to Tyrion I'm actually shocked of what she chose so I was thinking Ned has this great sister once removed blah 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 yeah <laughs> she's going down this Ned's grandpa had a younger son who was married to a junior branch of the Royce who had three daughters who married into other actual families. And Rob's like, come on, never John. There's an actual son. (laughs) Not even like a North family. Like not even like, how about we pick, you know, great John Umber just in case or like, well, that's just a complete no blood relation at all. At least if you go cat's route, you got somewhere you got some Stark blood. But, okay. but he has less connection to Winterfell than Great John is what Jeff's point's probably gonna be. Just pick a car Stark. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say the Car Starks actually were Starks. They just changed their name to be the Car Starks. If you wanted true blood. Yeah, but that was way, 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 way back. That's more than three generations back, which is what Kat suggested. Okay, well, that line split. How deluded is this Royce family tree? I mean <laughs> literally like if if their grandfathers like the grandfather who she's talking about, if they each just married somebody who wasn't a Stark afterwards, the blood is just as diluted on both sides. You just don't get this. It's not the same DNA, right? We don't, we're not going to make the Punnett squares out, but I, you're getting 50% Stark blood every generation, no matter what. It's just you're not getting Ned's blood. You're getting random, other random, less, more random Stark blood. Right. Again, well, again. All right. So let's get back to what, jo- uh, what Rob's like. It's like, well, I have another brother. Yeah, 50%. I like Ned's that blood. guy. And his <laughs> yeah. name is John. <laughs> exactly and she's like well he's a snow snow not a stark and he's like he's more stark than some twat from the veil is pretty much what rob saying like, yeah no one sure. gives a fuck about those guys right and i feel like rob rob is right in his thinking here of like there's already been precedence of turning a bastard legitimate and you know fixing that line that way i think it comes up to what cat says at the very end where she's like rob trapped me I think I think there's been a few times like this, even in previous cat chapters. I don't know anything off the top of my head, but like where you can kind of tell Rob had the whole conversation planned out beforehand. He knew he was going to talk about airs with Cat. He knew he wanted to go John. He knew For she sure. wouldn't like that. So he knew mm-hmm. we're going to talk about how do you legitimize bastards and how do you get people out of the Night's Watch because those are the two bugaboos. So like, and yeah. he has he has the answers ready, right? 
she even I think says one of, like gives one of the examples. But he's definitely been thinking about it. Uh, I just think Cat knows uh, the other trap that Rob puts her in is like he knows that Cat doesn't like John, but she also I feel like if you if you think about kind of like the Godfather, like she's mi- mixing personal beef with business. A hundred percent. Like I, I, I try to defend Kat a lot, and I feel like part of the reason I'm being more hot on her in this chapter than normal is because the John thing it doesn't make sense. Like it's just straight up personal beef with John, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I guess it makes sense, like biological. Like it's completely cutting her bloodline out, but I don't think that's really what she cares about. I think it's more of just the I don't like John aspect of it. Yeah. Well, and it, I mean, even the other side of that family tree out in the Riverlands isn't that not her family? Exactly. She's talking about Ned Stark blood way back when. So it's not like that gives her any more blood than right, anybody yeah. else. Yeah. That's a great point. And and this is all contingent on really in Rob's mind, Arya, Rickon and Bran being dead and Sansa just <laughs> yeah. being married to Tyrion. Like he's yeah. pretty much like, yeah, cool. Like if Arya was here, deal, right? It'd be but her. Yeah, exactly. Like if there was another gone. option, we'd go with it, but this is what we got. Yeah. Yeah. We got to go with what we got. So I think so. The interesting thing is, what is the precedent to release a sworn brother? And it's not of the Night's Watch, but it's this same, very similar vows. Is what John or Rob's Death. going on here? No, we've we've heard of two sworn brothers that have been dismissed from a life duty. Well, they just kicked them out of there. Sell me and Blount. Yeah, exactly. You're done. Yep, exactly. So because Cersei did it to these two Kingsguard, and Kingsguard vows are pretty much the same as Night's Guard. Night's Watch vows. They're both sworn for life. Yeah. We can do the same thing. And Kat's like, I don't know. And Rob's like, we'll send them 100 men, and I'm sure they'll figure out They'll figure out a loophole. They'll, they'll we'll let them okay. figure it out. John, yeah. They don't like John that much. <laughs> no matter how good John is, 100 dudes is <laughs> yeah. pretty helpful. It just reminds me of the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, with the Tentacly guy, and he sends Will Turner. He's like, tell him Jack Sparrow sent you to, to settle his debt. And he, like, said it, so. <laughs> he's like, oh, so we've settled. We've, we've, we've decided the principle's okay. Now we're just bargaining on the price. And that's, that's when they end up 100 souls to one. It's like, yeah, John, John Snow is the Jack Sparrow. We've got yeah. to send 100 souls up to get him out. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking of here. Um, so the other precedent that they need to figure out is even if we do get John out, he's still a bastard. Bastards can't inherit, which is interesting because I don't know if we've ever like really considered this before. That like you actually need to be like legitimized by somebody, I guess, like a king. In order to inherit, yeah, I don't, I don't like, know. It seems weird. Like, weren't we talking about like one of the Dustins? Like, like was it Lady? Who was it? One of the ladies in the North, uh, the one that Ramsay captured and made her eat her fingers. I don't remember what her name was. Thornwood, something like that. Everyone was trying to marry her, right? And she, there was a bastard running around. They're like, oh, why don't? Why, like, one of the options was let's just let the bastard take over that they ran over. And I'm like, this, would that have required like calling up Joffrey and being like, hey, we need you to legitimize this bastard so we can inherit? Like, they literally can't yeah, inherit anything. Probably. I never thought about it. Just something to yeah, keep in mind. So they're like, yeah, there is precedent for this. And Kat gives a bad example of when this went bad before. Yeah, which just I I, I understand Kat's point of egg this on too. the fourth. Yep. What? So what's the egg on the fourth thing, Kyle? Sorry, Jeff, to cut you off, but. No, Jeff, what's, what's Kat's point about this? So Aegon the Fourth legitimizes all of his bastards, and then uh, I guess Kyle knows enough about this. I don't know if we know anything about this, actually. Okay. I think we've heard of one of these. One, We've heard this name before. He, she says, House Blackfire pretenders troubled the Targaryens for five generations. We've heard of one Blackfire before. I don't remember that name. I, this is This felt like a new name to me. I don't know what I should and shouldn't say now, so you finish it. But pretty much what she's saying is like, sure, I I mean, 
even if I trust John. Yeah. The problems that Kat's bringing up is like, if all right, if you have, you legitimize John, John has kids, yep. where do they fit in line if Rob ends up having kids? Or where do they believe that they fit in the line and it just causes exactly. inner turmoil? Exactly. You get along with John. What happens if John has, you legitimize John, then everything's fine. Everything's fine with Danny. Nothing bad happens to you. You have kids and then your kids take over and then John dies. What if John's kids don't get along with your kids? Now they're legitimate Starks. And if they rebel and kill all of your kids, technically they're next in line because they're Starks. Right? You're giving them a reason. Yeah. Like, you're putting them in the line where right now they're, they're just completely not. The in weird the line thing is, all. though, like to me, it felt like you would legitimize John after right like john is legitimate now and he gets the land like why wouldn't that be like you'd write like a stipulation into the will where it's like john's only legitimate if something bad happens to rob otherwise john stays a bastard yeah i hereby legitimize john (laughs) would be sheet one and (laughs) sheet two would be yeah the keys to winterfell or the deed to winterfell right like (laughs) yeah like why not like I, i don't know that's what really caught me off guard about that i thought it was just more of the dilution or at later on but i i do see that this is um implying rob and jane are still alive somehow like i said i I don't know it seems seems weird to jump the gun and legitimize john just now yeah yeah well yeah yeah and then cats other like oh yeah like you trust john sure like you like john but you also like theon and you see how well that that went and that's just like a dagger to to rob's heart which is a great point by cat it's a great point yeah Give yeah. her credit. Like you're trusting, too. you're trusting people too much. Maybe she gave him this spiel of, that she's giving him about John, about Theon already. Like, do not send Theon. Literally yeah. send anybody else. Like, I, I'm cool with you. If we want to send someone to the Greyjoys. Just don't send Theon. I'm gonna break on that though from you guys and say that I John is. Com- I mean, I guess maybe. Well, no, we hit the end chapters. Um, John is way different than Theon. Uh, yeah, we know that, but. I guess I see how Kat sees it. Like to to her, they're the same. They're just Rob's friends. Neither mm. of them. And she, you know what I mean, that's how kind of she yeah. sees them both as just Rob's. She didn't friends. like either of them. Okay. Yeah. And if anything, she liked John more less. <laughs> yeah. And also, she's also speaking of like her her first example was a thing that lasted five generations of turmoil. So, uh, with the Blackfire deal. So. Yeah. So to get back on that. I'll just mention what we've heard about Blackfire before. We've heard about a person called Damon Blackfire. The first time we heard about him uh, was when Stannis was going over a list of treasoners. Like, they're all treasoners, just like okay. all these people from history who paid for their lives for treason. And this guy, one of the, a person with the last name Blackfire, Damon Blackfire, was one of them. And then in a Jamie chapter, Jamie 5, Jamie's talking about basically given the history of the rebellion. It's, a, it's bath time with Brienne. It's that chapter. Um, okay. Jamie says that after the Battle of the Bells, Ares realized that Robert was the biggest threat to House Targaryen since Damon Blackfire. So we don't hear what the threat was. We just hear that Ares is basically taking Robert seriously. The last serious threat we had was this Blackfire guy. And then he gets slewn on the Stepstones. Well. Or at least his family gets slewn on the Stepstones. Yes. Slain. Yeah, five generations later, his family yeah. gets ended on the Stepstones by our boy Barristan. Well, I mean, we don't. I don't know when... Damon came. He could be the last generation. How do, how do I know? That's true. Nelson. All right. Rob's pissed. Runs off. We couple of days later, we end up with the Mormont girls again. Rob's running around the next couple of days. He's everywhere. He's scouting. He's in the van. He's he even runs back to the rear. Cat says he's looking as like skinny as his wolf. Like wolf. I, I caught myself there. Wolf. <laughs> He's just maybe not sleeping at all. He's just kind of going yeah. through it right now, worried about everything. 
It's like the president effect. How like you're only in office for four years, but it looks like you age like fifteen. Like Rob's that is through pretty it right crazy now. to see that. It also they <laughs> yeah, always look like like they're like sixty five, and they actually look maybe like fifty. Like yeah, you know, and then it's like oh, wow, you're actually seventy five years old. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple, yeah, a couple of things just before. I think it's cool how Rob ends the conversation on the air. Cat's like, "Don't ask me to agree to this." And he's like, "I don't have to ask. I'm the king." I'm the king. Peace. Mike, Mike drop. <laughs> Mike drop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just walks off. <laughs> and Cat, kind of Cat, thinking back, we mentioned earlier. She's like, "Damn it, I'm just speaking the truth, but I'm pissing off everybody. Like, why are Rob and Edmure are so fragile? They can't hear the yeah. truth." And it's like, which, which again, like, she's not wrong. She's her points are valid in both times, but she even admitted I was kind of being a bitch to Edmure and here to Rob. Like, I think we I, at least I am. I think she's being like you said, it's she's bringing personal feelings into business. It's personal, Michael, not business. So, yeah, yeah, she is speaking truth, but also both of her judgments are slightly not 100 percent. It's not the whole truth. Not is the her, is her, her judgments clouded. Yeah. All right, so we we get with the more Mormont girls, Mormonts. Yep, they talk a little bit about their history of women on Bear Island. Uh, so before that, they, they're like, "Why are you sad?" She doesn't want a trauma dump, so she's like, "It's an evil rain." The trauma dump was a list of things too. It'd been rough, <laughs> but it's a list of things that we've mentioned literally six times already in the chapter. Yes, all her fa- yeah. all her family's dead, even though we know. A lot of them aren't actually dead. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So you can only feel bad for someone who's sad about something that's not true. So for so many times, right? Yeah. And, and one line in here that just kind of felt like it was right out of Lord of the Rings. I don't. You guys haven't read Lord of the Rings, but only an evil rain would chill our hearts when most we need them to burn hot. I just feel like that's a a Gandalf line. Okay. So just threw that out there for any of our Lord of the Rings fans. I know there's a lot of crossover. All right. Let's talk about the she bears of Bear Island. Yep. Pretty much, they're the op- they're badasses, and they're the opposite of Jorah's old, well, second, second wife. wife. Yeah, Lenas Hightower. So all the men would go out fishing. I guess that was like their main job. Or on Bear Island, fishermen makes sense. Got to get out and get some food. Uh, and while they'd be out fishing, they get raided by uh, Ironborn or the Wildlings. Maybe both. I thought it was both. I thought it was yeah, both. probably both. I think we actually have heard of this too. The Ironborn do kind of just steal women and take them as their uh, their thralls. Well, or and their that salt wives. makes more sense. Salt wives, yeah. Because that's that was a what's her name's thing. Um, Osh or not Osh. Egret was like, we they don't steal wives; they steal daughters. <laughs> that's true. Right? Yeah. Yep. They don't take the marry. They don't uh, take the taken ladies. Yeah. So anyway. Yep. So there's a cool carving of a woman that is in a bear skin with she's nursing a child, but also has a dope ass battle axe in her. In her hand, and it's kind of like it kind of reminded me of uh, like uh, Wonder Woman, the beginning movie, like the Amazon girls just being like badasses and they want to be badass type of people. I feel like this is I don't I don't quite see that. That's more like we're badasses. We reject like the feminine side. This is like we do mm. both. This is to me. This is like the find you a girl that can do both is like find you a Mormont girl. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, Lily acts in one hand, baby in the other one. But yeah, so then we get. The fact that Jorah brought his second wife that he won at a tournament, and we find out her name is Lynessi Hightower. Yep. And she's from Old Town, uh, and she just hated everything about it. She was like, this is awful. Yeah, she's pretty much Sansa. Yeah. She wants the tourney. She wants the music. She wants the singers. And she got rocks and snow and 
Yeah. <laughs> she was That's fancy. Exactly. And she got drunk yeah. one night and told Kat as much. She was like, this yeah. is brutal. Like, what are you doing up here? And Kat's like, oh, I've come to like this place. Yeah. Kat's like, oh, I used to. He's like, I was once like that. And then I grew to love it. You could love it too. But then everything I love is gone. If only I could use an axe. <laughs> but I've lost two sons, my husband and my two daughters. <laughs> yeah, back broken record cat, yeah. Again, she's gone through some bad shit, but yeah, she it is just a way to jump back to that. Yep. All right, then we meet up with Jason Malister. Yeah, they're they're losing wagons, they're distributing load. They're they're making their way, but it's not pretty. But yeah, exactly. That's this is the important part. Jason Malister comes up and he's got the captain of the Miraham, who we have seen before. What? Whoa, Nelson! Are you telling me we've seen this random guy before? Yes, I am. Kyle. Hang on. So, so there was a, <laughs> there was a description you use these. You go through these. His description of the the soft ground sucked at the hooves of the horses like a hungry babe at its mother's breast. Like that's such a strange, vivid description of like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the situation. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just a weird one. Love it. <laughs> So yeah, we have Captain of the Miraham. We have seen this guy before. This is the guy whose daughter Theon was banging on the way to. Oh no! <laughs> uh, on the yeah. way to Pike. That's who took Theon. Yeah, and then they kept him. They kept him hostage. <laughs> I know. Not only was this guy getting his daughter railed by the <laughs> by Theon, <laughs> he then got stuck there for a year. <laughs> yeah. So that's just bad luck by this cat. All right, so he brought news of Balon Greyjoy's death, which Kyle, you knew. Yeah, I mean that's a prophecy. Okay, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Kraken King is dead. All right, Nelson had that one in his notes. Yep. Uh, and who showed up the next day? None other than his brother. And they're like, "Oh, Victorion? Nope. The bad, the weird guy, the the pirate. You're on." Yep. Which I don't I don't know that I knew about this guy's existence. His name was in my notes, but we definitely haven't heard a lot of him. One mention. Yeah, I mean, it might have just passed in. Yeah, his brother is Victorion and Euron. Yeah. The only mention I see is that when Theon first gets to Pike, he says he looks for the silence and is glad he doesn't see it. So and we hear later okay. that the silence, I think. I think we do hear later the silence. Of this guy's yeah, ship. right here. We hear yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Do you want to read Euron's uh, description else? Euron, Crow's Eye, they call him, as black a pirate as ever raised a sail. He's been gone for years, but Lord Balon was no sooner cold than there he was, sailing into Lordsport in his silence. Black sails in a red hull, crewed by mutes. He'd been to a shy and back, I heard. Wherever he was, though, he's home now, and he marched right into Pike and sat his arse in a sea stone chair, drowned Lord Botley in a cask of seawater when he objected. That was when I ran back to Miriam. Slipped anchor, hoping I could get away whilst things were confused. And so I did. Here I am. All right. So long story short, for the most part, is that the the Seastone chair is open and Rob's kind of like, oh, shit, all of the Greyjoys now are going to be going back to fight for this chair. Yeah. I mean, they have a situation kind of like me is yeah. what, what he's really thinking. Like, they have to go home now, too. But we, we, we um bypassed. He... One of those rickety ass bridges that Theon always seems so scared of is is his undoing, right? Death. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, it just broke during a storm, and then he washed up two days later. Yep. Yeah. All right. So this kind of news is uh, good news for the North, right? They're like, oh shit! All right, great. These Iron Men, some of them are ha- going to have to bail. Maybe not their whole force, but the important, the important ones. ones are getting the hell out of there to go fight for their right to be king of the Iron Islands. 
And even if it's the shitty ones and it's half of them or, you know, 20%, that's still 20% less they have to yep. fight, right? Like, that's still... They mentioned they have this, like, whole, like, each guy, each captain is a king of his own deck, so they're all gonna, even if they're not, like, vying for the throne, they all want to go back to get their say accounted for. So, yeah, like, this is good for us. There's gonna be way less people to attack. So, I think this is where Rob starts going over his plan. Yep, so let's get over the... He's about to send two cats off. One's Mage Mormont and one's Galbrick Lover with yeah. a message for Deepwood Mott. Uh, with just message for the north, with like his with his commands for the north, but the message, the actual messages, like physical letters they're carrying, are fake fakes. news, fake commands, fake news. They're gonna have the real commands that way. If they get captured, they're like, oh, this is what I was gonna say. This is but all I have. That's what they were. It's not what they were gonna say. Yeah. So basically, he wants Helen Reed to send some dope ass scouts to come down and help yep. him take a uh, special forces unit <laughs> through the muck of. Deepwood Mott, which is impassable. Not Deepwood Mott. Deepwood Mott's way Greystone. up north. Yeah, that's where that's one of the. Oh. Yeah. What'd you say? Isn't it Greystone or something? Moat Kalen. Greywater Watch. My bad. Greywater Watch. Greywater Watch is where the reeds are from. Moat Kalen is where they're trying to attack. Well, but he's that's what yes. he's saying. Is take the 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 places from Greywater Watch. Yeah, we're gonna go meet up with the Cranic Men at Greywater Watch and go through the yeah through the swamps that they inhabit. Yeah, that's how we're gonna get north. Yeah, that's how we're going to get And we're going to backdoor. We're going to just pull a backdoor on B. This is kind of like domination in Call of Duty. You got <laughs> A, Greywater Watch. B is Moat Kalen. And they're at. They're going to be at C, the twins. How do you get B? You can't just run through the front door all the time. You got to send somebody around back. Well, you're, you're an idiot for having A and C. But, um, we call that flank. You should never have A and C. You always got to be. <laughs> that's not what. That's not what we used to call it back when we played Call of Duty. I'll Halo A and C is very viable. Fuck B. Just, just take A and C. Um, no, B is if you if you control B, you win B. Usually, you win. Yeah. if you have B, you win. I get the three of those places confused too, Jeff. Like the names and Deepwater, Deepwood Mott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see here, I'm doing it again. Mo Kalen and Deepwood Mott. I do. I fuck up those two just because I don't know Mo Kalen. Yeah, Mott, it's just know, it's, it's confusing. It's all there. very confusing. Yeah. Yep. So, but the plan, the main plan is on New Year's Day. I don't Great know if they know this, but attack. isn't this isn't this also supposed to be Joffrey's wedding day? On Joffrey's wedding I day, I believe so. Well, it's like the new century too. It's not just the New Year, right? Yeah, exactly. Big day. Great, Great John's going to take most people and just take them right up the King's Road, hammer from the south. Boots on the ground. He's he's got boots on the ground, knocking on the front door. Rob's got the special forces. They'll disappear. Come out on the other side. Bang! Open the back door while they're busy with the front door. Game over. Mm. And uh, the they side also door. do mention. I don't know if we said it. Twelve thousand men total. Total men. It's a 12, lot of 000 mess. Once they get everybody together. Also, interesting thing I think about the 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 plan for New Year's. Right, part of the reason to attack on New Year's Day is because they'll be drunk or hungover. Be hammered. Exactly. They'll be hungover. It's which the is, same thing Danny did. Yeah. Exactly. Which I mean, I feel like that's like a pretty like common. Low, low IQ tactic, but not low IQ, but like doesn't take much to think of, right? Like, hey, they partied last night. Now's the time to go fuck them up. Seems like back in the days of swords and spears, uh, drinking was very bad. Like you wouldn't want to never want to be caught off guard without your wits about you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like that's like I said, that's a pretty obvious thing. Like, just get them fucked up. They're easier to kill. Yep. Oh, when are their favorite days of the party? Let's go kill them then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weren't there like ma- Christmas massacres and stuff like for real? Like I think there like are yeah. wars oh, and stuff gosh. like because yeah. it was so easy. Like 
I mean, it just makes sense, right? Like, of course, people are celebrating. They're not paying attention to that. Like now, Especially if it's like a religious war. Like, yeah. it's very likely oh, yeah. that their holiday is not your holiday. So <laughs> it's not like True. you care about not celebrating. So oh, gosh. not funny to joke about. But uh, last point to the chapter, Kat's like, what about me? And he's like, yeah, you're a sea guard. And she's like, what about River Run? He's like, no, nah, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. Nah. You're going to sea guard. Fuck you. And she's like, fuck. And then he's like, last business is sign this piece of paper, which is says that you guys all agree or know about my heir. And they're all signing it. And Kat's like, fuck. Again. Fuck, fuck. Double fuck. <laughs> I got trapped. I don't know how she got trapped here, though, right? Like, yeah. Other than, know. like, just she was the only one that didn't know. It's not like they, like, needed to talk her into agreeing to something to, to let it happen. Like, she didn't, like, walk into a trap. She just, I guess maybe she got ambushed in the sense of, like, I walked in. I was the dumb one in the room. And yeah, I walked out the fool still or something like that. That I can understand. Maybe she got trapped. If she agreed, maybe he would let her go with them or, like, back home type of thing and not the sea guard. I don't know. Maybe she, if she was if she was more agreeable, she could not be at sea guard type of thing. I just didn't see where the trap was. Yeah, the trap seems more, if anything, to be for uh, her going to sea guard than the will, right? Well, that's probably John. Like we, like he doesn't say it explicitly here, it, but well, that exactly. seemed to could be that his be decision. The trap because she didn't want that, right? Is that the is that the trap you're talking about, or is her going to sea guard? I still don't see I how guess. that's a trap, though. That's that's what I'm getting. I don't at. see like, how it either one's a trap, yeah. but yeah, I think it could be. Neither or I, like either, I said, so I could see yeah. this being jumped or ambushed. Maybe I don't know. That's a trap in the sense to me. Sure. To me, a trap is like I got walked into something that I I don't know, willingly baited into mm-hmm. agreeing to something and stuck. But that's not how I don't. I, semantics not important. Yep. All right, Kyle. What's next? What's going on here? What what are you what are you pulling? From I don't this? know. So like we still got the the like the I think somebody even said it there is like we still didn't get through this wedding yet, right? Like this could be an event that changes some things too. Hopefully for the better. <laughs> like we don't, Political we don't know relations. how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Like we're not promised that the phrase are going to like us still. Like we have to get through that. Got to make sure Edmure likes the look of his wife. Yeah, exactly. Like somebody, could, somebody could do something real stupid. I think to jeopardize <laughs> yeah. it all. It's happened already a few times. So, so why that's not? Why again? We're, that's why we're in the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I don't, I honestly don't really have much to go off with that. Like they're all playing it off. Like it's not going to happen, but I could see something happening. It's interesting. Like, cause kind of like you said at the beginning, like this is like the main news in the kingdom is this big war. And like we get pieces so, are moving finally. Yeah. We get like three, we got three weeks of, of this in one chapter. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, cause so here's my logic on this. And it's, it's some, some book or like outside knowledge kind of, I guess. Um, we've talked to, I've used this for my predictions in the past, but like, so Catelyn can't go to Seaguard in my opinion, right? Like that's like sending her to narrate her hell of like, why would she be there for us? <laughs> right? Like, like again, like that's kind of, like I said, that's, that's kind of using that. Like, so, so I'm thinking maybe she does something dumb at the phrase here or some way to, to stick around at least in this region. So we get some knowledge from here. Maybe we'll find out where Arya gets it from. She'll be like, I hate you guys, and just run off into the rain. <laughs> yeah. I can't see her doing that. <laughs> no, I, obviously. I can see maybe her trying to get married to somebody or, you know, blowing up somebody else's spot or, or like, mm. you know. Because she, she, the whole time through this chapter, she's like, they couldn't handle Walter. They couldn't handle this. They can't handle that. I could see that coming back to bite her in a way of, like, she was the one that couldn't handle it. Cat's gonna cat. So I like I said that that's I don't know how wholehearted I am behind that, but that's a that's a, a hypothesis that why not? I'll shoot it. There shoot that shot out there. 
All right. I don't have any more pointed questions for Kyle, so we'll see Kyle in the next one. Four. I don't even know. Samwell. Oh, my God. Samwell, three. Come on. Grow up. I think up. it's three, right? He killed the white, then Mormont's. Uh, Crash or Yeah, Tales I think it's three. Back. Yeah. Samwell, three. Bye, Kyle. Bye. See you guys in the spoiler section. Later, nerds. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Bye, Kyle. Thanks for hanging out with us. Now, on to the spoiler section. Of Cat 5. This is kind of a dense chapter for spoiler stuff, yeah. but I feel like most of it's all like Red Wedding foreshadowing. It's a lot of foreshadowing, for sure. Like we said earlier, it's doom and gloom. We're all about to die. Dude, it's been raining for a month. <laughs> uh, raining yeah. for a month. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, th- I think there is a lot of red wedding foreshadowing like even and i think kyle's kind of picked up on it but like when he gave his prediction at the end it wasn't like like he was like up oh, something's gonna happen at this wedding like they're kind of making plans past this wedding and they haven't gotten through it yet and spoiler alert they're not going to well even the whole like we're talking about rob's will like you don't spend yeah. so much time talking about a character's will unless that character is about to die. You know what unless I mean? he's on the chopping block. It's like exactly. It's like it's not an important thing to spend three pages of the chapter on unless Rob's gonna die. Yeah, I mean you know it, I mean? it kind of is important. Like they like they knew when they went into war. Like all right, we have Rob, but at least we have Brandon Rickon. I think Brandon Rickon dying is is really what's made this become more of a hot topic. In, in yeah. recent time, like in this current time. Yeah, for sure. And to the other, to counter what I was just saying about like, you don't spend pages on something that's not going to happen. You don't, they do kind of spend a little bit of time on talking about like, oh, what's going to happen after we get this army together and leave the twins? None of that happens. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Well, they, they do send these people off, which is interesting because we don't know where, that's like one of the things that's still up in the air. We don't know, we don't where, know where Mage Mormon is or Galbert Clever with these, with these fake letters and real news. We don't know if they ever got to oh, Howland. Wow. If they did get to Howland, Rob never, like, if they got to Howland and said, hey, Rob's going to come, we got to help him, and then Rob didn't show up, then what? Like, what does Howland do? And how would right. we even know about that? Who we who do we have? We have Asha Greyjoy hanging out with Stannis. That's who we have in Dance of Dragons in the north. You know what I mean? Like, So Mage Mormont's just kind of running around right now. We don't really know what she's doing. I, I will say Rob's will is one of the big, yeah, correct. And I will say Rob's will is one of the big, like, current theories that people still have. I know I've heard of Preston Jacobs theory that it's actually cat and that's what the trap is at the end. Well, that's is, a big part at the, at the end of this chapter. They don't say what's on. He doesn't say what's on the paper. He's like, Hey, right. I have this paper. I was going to bring I that up. You all to sign it. It's about my heir, but yeah. there's no, why would he say like my, my heir making John my heir? Yeah, exactly. What if it's just like some random person? Like what if it was like, I don't know. So I know Preston's theory is it's cat and that's why she says, Oh, I got trapped. Like, I hope that we win the trap on Mo Kalen as well as he just trapped me because, like, he and the, and kind of like we were even saying, what's the trap? And I, this is the only I think Preston makes a lot of points of why he thinks it's cat. I think really the only one that sticks is this last one It's like that is a trap is if, if Rob's basically like, hey, cat, I'm going to make, make John my heir unless you can think of anyone better. And she's like, no, anyone but John. And then at the end of the chapter, Rob's like, OK, cat's my heir. She mm-hmm. has to OK that that's anyone but John. I mean, she doesn't have to. At the end of the day, she at the end of the day, she could be like, "No, fuck off." But that could that could be the trap. Is Rob yeah. being like, "If it's not you, it's John," 
and you, yeah. you know she's that. And she'd she, be like, "All right, yeah, I'll cat. take it." That was interesting that they didn't say John at the end of it. I think it's John, uh, but I I just wanted to throw that 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 is a theory out there that it could be Cat or to yeah. your point could be somebody just anybody. The fact that they don't name it means it, it's up in the air. And the the only one that I kind of heard that I liked was the Cat one. So is your thought that this inheritance is going to come back up and then it's going to cause a rife a rife cause a rift between John and Sansa, like which is basically what happens in the show. Well, there's definitely theories on like what's it's like. I think part of uh, the Rob's Will thing plays into the Grand Northern Conspiracy, which basically says there's a bunch of northern houses that are kind of secretly working to put John on the throne, even though John doesn't know it yet. And mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of that stems from why would they be doing that? Oh, because that's what Rob wanted. So whether or not John knows that he's heir, he's the heir. So like, why is Wyman Manderley doing some of the stuff he is at Winterfell with the phrase? Why is this person doing that? Yeah. Why is this person? There's again, I, I I don't know it off the top of my head, but I think a lot of that stems okay. from that they know of Rob's will because Mage Mormont or Gl- Galbert Glover made it through. One of them made it through. The North got word, and now there's like a secret plan to get John on the throne because of Rob's will. Gotcha. And it's gonna be weird zombie John. Yeah, weird white John for sure. Not normal John. All right, let's talk about the Westerlings. Uh, Jane's not getting pregnant because Mom's pumping her full of tansy tea. Yep, very possible. Grey Wind is sus around him. I don't know if you caught that, but like when Rob and Jean are talking, when she rode up an hour out to meet him, Grey Wind's like pacing around the whole time, and as soon as she fucks off, he he fucks off too. So it's like when he is near her, yeah. Grey Wind's sus, which I think again kind of points to Kyle's being right on this one. Yeah, Kyle's Kyle's pretty on top. I don't of... know if it's a hundred percent confirmed that he's right, but he's like pretty. I, I think he's pretty right. We know that I think Sabella at I least mean, is working with the Lannisters. Whether Jean is Which in on it or not is uh, the mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, whether the whether Jean yeah. is in on it herself or not is up in the air. But it seems like Sabelle yes is in on it. I feel like she would if she was in on it, she wouldn't need to ride an hour to see him. Like he's already kind of you know he's in love with you. Like you can stay if you if you were faking it, you could stay inside. Yeah, you don't ride an hour through the rain for uh, a fake marriage. Yeah. For yeah yeah yeah, especially if. If he, he you've already sold him, right? Like he's already round bought bat, in. Trip. He, right, he's already bought in. You don't need to get out there if he's bought in. <laughs> yeah, maybe and and like maybe this would be the only weird thing about it is if she knows that there's some some fishiness with her mom, and she's like, oh fuck, you're about to die. Or what if she knew there was some fishiness and she didn't drink the tansy tea? Like her mom was bringing it, but she swapped it and drank some orange juice instead. I think it and would be a lot pregnant. cooler if she was. I, I think it'd be a lot cooler if she was pregnant. One of the things that I wonder sometimes, like, uh-huh, I wonder why Winds of Winter is taking so long. And if my theory is wrong that they don't get all released, they don't, they're not all going to be released at the same time. One of the things I've considered is like, what if George is just like, you know what? That they didn't like that show ending. Let's go back and change some things that we could change that would drastically alter it. Because you know when George's writing, he's a gardener. So he's think- I'm sure at one point he thought right. – he probably even wrote a couple chapters where there is a baby. And you know what? He probably was like, ah, scrap that. Let's go the route where there yeah. is no baby. I wonder if when the show happened, he's like, you know what? Let's go back and pull some of those crumbled chapters out of the trash can and just go a different route. Or if – yeah. Even if he saw like anything from the show, like Danny, Danny going mad – like, what if people hated that so much, but that was, like, his plan all along, and he's like, oh, fuck, I got it. Like, I'm sure he would do it differently. Like, it wouldn't be like this quick switch, which 
what, so what, people people have asked him in interviews like hey do, like this is people the fans love this shit do you look like you were a huge fan like he was on all these fan boards for other books that he loved when he was younger and they're like do you ever read the song of ice and fire fan stuff and he's like i used to i used to love seeing how much people love my work but then i would see people be like oh what about this thing and then sometimes they were right and i was like oh do i change it now and he's like, and sometimes they had something better than what I thought of. And he's like, oh, do I incorporate some of that? Yeah. And he's like, and I hate and he those just thoughts. never finished. He, he was just like, never finished at that point. Like, yeah. He said he stopped reading fan stuff because of that. But I, I don't, obviously, I don't, I don't know. In today's day and age, I don't know if you can completely avoid it. But again, he's a different generation. Like, I doubt he's on yeah. his phone all the time. He might not even have an iPhone. I definitely don't think he'd ever be on like every forum out there that's talking shit or or praising him or like creating all these crazy theories and ideas. But the outlash of what happened after season eight and just like okay. it getting yeah, dragged sure. through the mud of like you're right. That's man, kind of a different scale. Remind me to never write a chapter where <laughs> Podrick is singing in the hall because like that was the worst <laughs> yeah. scene ever. People like that, but okay, yeah, I know you didn't. You liked it. You, that's why I picked <laughs> that one because you loved that scene for no reason. <laughs> um, speaking of songs and the song Podrick singing, I think that's actually like two chapters in a row. I brought that up. Well, it's because it's the Jenny song, so I, I don't really have anything. We kind of talked about it with Kyle. I will say we do hear one line of this song at the in the epilogue of this book. Do you do you remember who the epilogue is? I might have mentioned this to you recently. That means the last chapter. It's the opposite of prologue. I'm trying to think of like, is it a, a not a normal POV? Nope, unnamed. Well, we know who it is. It's Dark Star. It's no. Dark Star. <laughs> it's Merritt Frey. I have no clue who the fuck Merritt Frey is. He was supposed to go ransom a Frey who a bro- the Brotherhood Without Banners has captured, and he goes to, and he's supposed to go meet them at. I think he meets them at Old Stones, mm. and when he comes in, he sees Merritt. He sees Perwin, who is the Frey he's supposed to be rescuing, hanging from a tree. Dead. And Tom is sitting there singing Jenny's song, and Lady Stoneheart's there, and she's like, "Yep, hang him up." Dun, dun, it's, the, it's the first time we see. It's the first time we see Lady Stoneheart. But while they're there, which brings me to something cool. Then what Tom is singing is Jenny's song, okay. and Jen, and the, it's I think it's the only time we ever get a line. And he says, "High in the hall of the kings who are gone, Jenny would dance with her ghosts." So again, I think it's interesting. Even Kyle pointed out they they call they said the hall of kings for Heron Hall. Right. Now they call this place the Hall of Kings. I think Jenny's song definitely relates to Summer Hall, right? Because that's where like all the tragedy hmm. happened. Where the, I think yeah, you yeah. could, I think you could relate all three of these castles. I think they all count as Hall of Kings. Right. At, at some point, a king had lived there, so sure. Yeah, at all of these places. Yeah, I think, and I think they're kind of they're all ruins, right? They're all no longer where kings live. Which again, I think kind of goes back to this. Right. The sepulchre, the cracked sepulchre of the king, the faded features, you can't even tell who it was. It's kind of like no one remembers who the fuck Nobody was cares. in charge. Eventually it all fades away. Exactly. Right. Which is the whole Ozymandias poem. It's really cool that you we tie all this together because I thought the one there's a lot in this chapter for sure, foreshadowing, but the one line in the chapter that really just perked my ears up was only an evil rain would chill our hearts when most we need them to burn hot. And Kat's literally about to... You read it, and like when I was reading it on my own, I was like, oh shit, that's some some fucking Stoneheart shit right there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
You weren't thinking that? Oh my god. I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking it was like a token line. It was like something Gandalf would say, like in a bad moment, like, oh, we're like the most what we need right now is hope and this is just like a gloomy situation. No, I was like, there that's some Lady Stoneheart shit right there. Her heart's gonna be turned cold. Yeah, it will. That's I like that. That's good. Alright. What you got? Last thing I want to say is again, just kind of like the whole what we were talking about, like the whole symbolism. It's Rob. Rob is a guy who's not going to last, right? He's like the whole like it doesn't last. Kingdoms don't last. No one remembers. It all fades in the end. Rob's going to die in like three chapters, right? I think that's kind of what the whole doom and gloom yeah. symbolism is about. Even to the point of this guy won a hundred battle or fought a hundred battles in one ninety nine. Rob hasn't lost a right. battle, right? He's not. He's not going to a battle. But at one point in the chapter, Cat does say. Like, I think you mentioned part of it. it was like behind was all my horrible shit and ahead was nothing but like a castle full of ghosts, Edmure's wedding yeah, yeah. and Rob's battles. Right. We know mm-hmm. having all read read already, there aren't really any more bat real literal battles for Rob to fight. You could right. count the, I think you could like count symbolically the red wedding as a battle that he like loses. And it's kind of like what Kat said earlier. You won all the battles in the battlefield and you lost that you lost the war in the marriage bed. He lost everything. Right? He lost. Else, yeah. This is that just the red wedding just happens to be where that comes to fruit. So I think this is again the the dead king who won all his battles except for the last one is the Rob parallel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, obviously we talk about this king for a reason, right? Like, yep. And the last thing I have is when Cat is talking about if Rob would like Rob the whole Rob and John kill your kid, like your kids might not be eye to eye type thing mm-hmm. i was just getting like robert vibes right like oh i get that you guys are best friends and you trust him with everything that doesn't mean he won't try and kill your kids right this and is ned trying to kill joffrey well robert robert trying to kill john it's kind of like you could see somewhat you could see liana having uh, this conversation right, right, right. with ned being like that's why ned kept john a secret because he or, knew or pretended it was still... yeah exactly yeah right like, he would never kill your kid it's like Yes, he would. You got to uh, pretend he's somebody he else, might. type thing. Yeah, I could see this. It, yeah. it just kind of gave me like a Ned. It's not a hundred percent parallel, but it's like uh, no, for sure. I mean, that's that's a really interesting. Yeah, you point. think he's you think he's your friend, but yeah. like Ned, if it's true, Ned literally kept that secret from his best friend because he knew that it wouldn't matter. Now, I do think that John Rob, because also Rob here is saying like John's the only brother I have left. What we know is. That's right. a regularly honest truth. They're not really brothers. They're what cousins, right? Which isn't like not family, but like it's kind of it's not that brother relationship. It's more of a friend relationship, I guess. Right? Like right. where it's like Ned and Robert aren't related at all. But I think it kind of like matches them more. Where Rob's like, he's my brother, but like, oh, no, he's not your brother. He's just you're like really good right. friend, pretty much. And just the other thing about like, well, we still have Rob. Like it's definitely like what happened if he would just legitimize John. Like, I guess it's out there. I guess this fucking document signed. So maybe at some point we're going to get a legitimized John, which, whatever. If he's not actually, like, full Sark, he's going to go Targaryen. But... Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. You're saying that Rob's will not only says Rob comes after me, but kind of like we were talking about with Kyle is like, yeah, you should not... You should put, like, a stipulation that, like, Rob's only not a bat Or John's only not a bastard if I die. What if Rob didn't put that stipulation in? And the will reads more like, hey, John's not a bastard. Also, if I die, he's in charge of everything. Right? If that happens. Yeah. Because, like, in the show, I think what they did, right, was Rhaegar uh, actually got his marriage annulled. Yep. And then he married Lyanna legit. Say that doesn't so even Rob happen. So Rob wasn't a bastard, and or John wasn't a bastard. John anyway. was never a bastard. But say that, that, that we don't find that out. 
and John Ashley is a bastard, but he's not a bastard to Ned. He's a bastard to Rhaegar and Lyanna. But John's mm-hmm. will doesn't say, hey, John's only not a bastard if he's actually my dad's son. Why would you put that stipulation in? It just says, hey, John's right. not a bastard anymore. And then we do find out that he's Rhaegar's bastard. Yeah. But now he's not Rhaegar's bastard. Now he's a true Targaryen. Rob accidentally made John a Targaryen heir instead of a Stark heir. I could definitely see that. I mean, I don't yeah, think... Yeah, I mean, it, that could it's be It's all Tarkov's gun thing, right? You don't say there's a gun on the wall in chapter one unless somebody unless shoots somebody with a gun in chapter five. You don't mention Rob's will, and they spend a lot of time on Rob's will unless it comes back up. Right. And it never comes back up in the next two books. So... I think, yes, it will come back up and it will affect something. What that is is the great question. I just think it's interesting too. Like if Rob gets legitimized, he ends up becoming the oldest, the eldest brother. Like say we don't know what's going on with Brandon Rickon. Oh, you're saying that John also beats out. Yeah, that's true. He's right. Like if, if he's or does it, it could just create a civil war in the north right there. Like, no, fuck that guy. He's a bastard. Like we have the legitimate heir right now between just the great houses too like if bran and rookon come back if they all come back to winterfell with this will and john bran rookon are sitting at the table will would john and we know again kyle kind of alluded to john being a little bit more i don't want it i don't want it type of thing sure he's a little (laughs) bit more honorable he'd be like nope i just want to go back to the wall now that it's all handled take it but well what's interesting is you say that We've we've literally this happens in the books. This will happen later in this book. Stannis will tell John, "You can be Lord of Winterfell. I'll marry you to Val. Right. Legitimize you. Basically, he offers him everything Rob wants to do here: make you Lord of Winterfell and legitimize you." And John mm-hmm. Ghost shows up, and John's like, "Ooh, Patty Pat. Nope, I'm gonna stay here and die. Thanks." Nope. That's literally what happens. He's like, "I'm gonna chill here." Yeah, and it's a little bit different though. It's not. Jano Slint's about to become Lord Commander, and he has said, and he's pretty much said, I'm going to kill different. you. Okay, go ahead. It's different if it's Stannis just giving it to him versus his brother, who he viewed as his brother, That's being true. like, you you're take the right. reins for, for me. You're very you're very right. I'm sure. I haven't read that chapter recently, but I'm, I'm 100% right that in that chapter, part of the problem John has with accepting that is he feels like he's taking what's Rob's, even if he knows Rob's dead. I'm sure he feels like that. Like, oh, right. I, I don't, I don't deserve it. Where if he, I think you're right. If he knew it came from Rob, it's totally different. I agree. I mean, and then even Sansa or Arya or yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's true too. It might even fall to them. But okay, yeah, we've been going long enough. This, all right. I don't think it'll break two hours, but we'll be pushing it. It's close. We'll see you guys in the next one. Should be a shorter one. Next one's a good one too. Sam at White Tree. I don't know if it's actually White Tree, but he should meet Cold Hands at the end cold hands we're just meeting all the dead people soon we're just getting it ripe and ready for cold hands stoneheart all of them while we're on it what what, it's weird that all these characters are in ruins is it not why are why is every like literally the last 10 chapters we've read is it just more symbolism like uh the downfall of the downfall shit's shit's about to crack yeah i i think you're probably right I i don't know what else it would be it's all the starks too it's not the like danny's not in ruins we haven't really got too much. No. Same no. one might be. She's in a castle. Ah. Yeah, now we're just doing it down. See you guys in the next one. Uh, Sam Bye. 3. Bye-bye. Bye.